Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. Now, do you still remember the time when you signed off your first employment contract with a ballpoint pen? Well, I'm asking this because we are going to talk all about signatures, and in particular, the rise of e-signatures today. According to Deloitte, estimates of the global e-signing market reached between 2.3 billion US dollars and 2.3 8 billion US dollars, depending on the source, uh, back in 2020. And with the COVID 19 pandemic changing the way businesses do things, the market has become one of the fastest growing in the world and is now projected to grow to over 14 billion US dollars by 2026. But with the market heavily dominated by major players such as DocuSign, how do other companies, other players in this industry assess the market and the competition? Well, let's pose these questions to Didoco, a company that enables real-time document verification and signing using blockchain technology. Daphne Ng, co-founder and CEO of Didoco, joins us on the show. Daphne, welcome. Hi, Tian. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on as well. And Daphne, we might have very, very briefly touched on this, but we do want to hear from you. Tell us more about Didoco, the products and services you provide, as well as your business model. Yeah, for Didoco, we actually stand for Decentralized Document Connector. And what we do is really to be the digital trust engine for documents and records for um, some of our biggest organizations. Uh, right now, we focus a lot on the government sector, healthcare sector, as well as the financial services sector. So some of the products and services that we have are enterprise applications. So as what you mentioned, one of them being workflow signing. Um, we call it D-Sign under DDoCo. And our, our new product also includes video signing, um, which is an extension of signing, but incorporating the video recording as well as part of the uh, authentication process. And then we have um, other applications like blockchain verifiable certificates, um, as well as digital forms that is built on our technology. And um, the business model is very much catering to organizations and companies that want to look at digitalization, but want to actually look at how they're able to also comply with certain uh, regulations and requirements relating to data privacy and laws. And so that's where our solution comes in, in order to provide that trust for them. Well, Daphne, I understand that Didoco has offices and teams, not just in Singapore, you're also dotted across the region in Australia, Vietnam, Malaysia, Hong Kong, and also in the US. So get us up to speed with your global footprint. And also, who are your customers? Because you mentioned the government sector. I understand GovTech Singapore is involved, ERA Realty as well. So tell us more about that. Yeah, so um, Didoco, we are headquartered in Singapore, so most of our team members are in Singapore, and we do have a distributed team across various sales and marketing functions um, in Asia Pacific, and that would be mainly in Australia, Malaysia, Thailand, um, and we also like move around some of the teams and functions to HQ as well, beginning of this year. Um, in terms of market presence and coverage, our focus very much is on Asia Pacific. So having a channel strategy and a partner network in ASEAN that we are reinforcing this year as well as next year. Customers um, would be operating a lot in the regulated space. These are the customers that actually understand and value the security and compliance that we bring. 
um, some of these customers, mainly from the government side. Um, GovTech is also one of our partner. So when they launch the National Digital Identity Framework, uh, we are so their partner for the Sign with Sing Pass initiative, meaning that we are able to embed the identity of uh, a Singaporean uh, or a PR with a um, SingPass login, and we're able to embed that identity to any document signing as well. So that we actually roll out for a lot of our customers, especially in the um, property and the financial services sector. Um, ERA mm. is one of our champion clients in the property sector. Yeah. Uh, we also have banks, um, international banks and local banks as well. Mm. So let's take a look at the wider business environment you are in, uh, Daphne. The global e-signing market has reached uh, around 2.3 billion US dollars in 2020, is expected to grow to some 14 billion US dollars by 2026. Do you agree with this assessment and what's fueling that recent widespread uptick in e-signatures? Yeah, um, you know, the uptake of e-signatures uh, can be traced back to the um, COVID um, phenomena. So with COVID happening in 2020, which is also the year that Didoko was born, there was this um, widespread adoption and necessity to adopt a lot of remote tools. And that includes, you know, cross-border contract signings and transactions to still need to occur. But you actually need to validate a lot of the um, contracts and agreements, you know, with signatures. So, um, you know, with that, um, you know, now, you know, even me and you now, we are so used to having a meeting, you know, over um, a stream or a, or, a, or a video link or a Zoom meet. Um, and, and that really proliferated in terms of the uptake. And, you know, for a lot of the customers of all the organizations that we are servicing, for, the, for their customers to be able to adopt a lot of these digital tools as well. In fact, um, I would think that, you know, the numbers would more accurately, accurately be higher by 2020, uh, 2030, even in Asia Pacific alone. And I think it's believed to be around, you know, even for APEC alone, uh, USD 12 billion um, in terms of the e-signing market. Mm. Um, yeah, I think um, what, what is interesting is also an additional view that I would like to you know, share about because, mm. you know, when we talk about signatures, when we talk about, you know, having that security uh, in terms of approving a transaction and validating, you know, who actually signed it off and approved it, um, you know, we are really talking about the digital trust market because we are, you know, not about, you know, copy and pasting um, an approval or a signature mm. anymore on a digital document. Um, mm. In fact, that digital trust market alone, you know, if we look at losses as a result of fraudulent yeah. contracts, that itself is a USD $42 billion pain point globally. Um, if we talk about our video sign product, it's also to tackle, you know, a, a EKYC market, which is a USD $1 trillion market, how we are able to, you know, very excited to, to look at, you know, beyond just e-signing, how we're able to authenticate, you know, various metrics in terms of mm. the document, in terms of the video, in terms of, you know, witnessing it and having it um, forensically captured as full evidence. So I guess, um, you know, the, the market itself, you know, for um, an as extension, you know, beyond e-signing is mm. even greater. Yeah, definitely. I like how you mentioned the fact that, you know, it's not just about e-signing, it's also about security because in the early days of, uh, call it digitalization, on the early days of COVID, we were just signing our signatures on the paint application, copy and pasting it back onto our contracts and documents. So 
let's go back to the e-signing market. That market, whenever we think of e-signing, this name DocuSign comes to mind. And according to Deloitte, the company has an estimated 75% market share in the e-signing market. So the question is, do you define yourself as being in the e-signing market? And who are your competitors? Is DocuSign your competitor then? Yeah, um, e-signing market is um, easily understood by everyone, including you and me. It was also our first product when we first started Didoco. Uh, because it was easy to understand and it was, you know, the um, the single digital tool that was uh, widely demanded um, in the COVID era. Um, having said that, I would more want to accurately point out that, um, you know, the latest updates on the e-signature market is by 2030, um, e-signature market alone is a USD $42 billion global market. And uh, what's most interesting is Asia-Pacific being a $12 billion market. And, um, you know, for an incumbent like, um, you know, a, a US solution uh, that you mentioned, including like Adobe or Hello, um, that itself uh, would be largely contributed um, traditionally by their North American market. But if you look at the APEC market um, in terms of the CAGR, that's 32% year-on-year growth um, versus the 20-plus percent year-on-year growth in North America. We see this very aligned with a lot of the digital, you know, 2025, digital 2030 plans in Asia and ASEAN, where governments, um, financial services, public sector do need to digitize as part of their mandate. And we see this, you know, as a huge addressable market for us um, because, you know, before we came to the market, there were no alternative solutions in terms of operating in a space for all these high trust sectors. Um, mass market, yeah, maybe, you know, um, a lot of the um, incumbent brand names, but for the high trust sectors where they require high trust handling, where they need, you know, to know that they are talking about data privacy, they have full control over their data, their server, their clouds, then that's where Didoco comes in. That's our niche. Um, and that's mm. what I see as a huge market niche with 70% of you know, governments now enacting a lot of in-country data laws. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Daphne Ng, co-founder and CEO of Didoco. And uh, well, um, Daphne, what is then the number one trend in the global market for e-signatures and how would that influence the way in which you take the company forward? Yeah, I think a, a trend that um, I, I would see that will happen, um, you know, moving forward is all about real-time auditability and assured trust. And what I mean by that, it means how you're able to, in real time, like with the click of a button, know how your document and workflow changed hands, the chain of custody, who did what, when, who signed off, who approved. And, um, you know, the trend on helping our customers embed it within their brand people and processes. You know, it's not about, you know, telling, you know, when we are selling, it's not about telling people, you know, hey, trust Didoco, you know, because we are the most trusted brand. It's about, hey, how can Didoco help you embed this trust so that you're able to even convey it, you know, within your brand people and processes because you're able to make it 
trusted, you're able to be confident in your own processes, and you're able to tell the world, you know, to trust your products and services. I think that is our mission statement. And uh, let's talk about some of the uh, investments you have received of late, uh, Daphne. You have secured this three million US dollar funding from True Global's Venture Four Plus last May to fuel your global expansion. And uh, TGV, by the way, is an early investor of projects like the Sandbox. And uh, before that, uh, Vertex Ventures have invested in your company as well. So what is the strategic value of these investors and how have you used that funding so far? The latest funding round, I think uh, the one that you mentioned last year um, was also um, participated and anchored by uh, Vertex Ventures as well. Um, TGV is a Web3 blockchain fund. Um, so in terms of um, strategic value, um, it's it's interesting because it gives us a, a different perspective and ecosystem um, in terms of how we want to bring next-gen technology to the Web3 uh, partners and players as well. And, um, you know, funding um, has been used mainly for product roadmap development, new innovations, um, as well as this year and next year, uh, focus more on sales and marketing coverage because um, it's all about um, flooding the market now with our um, solution for companies. Mm. And before we let you go, Daphne, which geographical markets do you intend to expand into this year? What are some of your immediate plans for Didogo in 2023? Yeah, definitely. It's still um, heavily focused in um, Asia-Pacific region. So that's where we started and where we are building our market share as well. Uh, because, um, you know, this is a great space that we are in. Um, we are very connected, you know, to the um, surrounding countries, great partner network, great thought leadership in terms of finally having a Asia enterprise solution that is more flexible, that is available in terms of support in this part of the world as well. Um, but definitely as a uh, enterprise tech SaaS company, still having an eye on um, the greater markets um, in US and Europe as well. So yeah, um, that would be part of our um, corporate development plan in the next two years. Right. Thanks very much, Daphne. That was Daphne Ng, co-founder and CEO of Didoko. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.